Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. So uh, the distinction I make, and again, it's just my version of coaching. So my life has really nothing to do with my clients. It's not about me knowing the answers. It's not about me being better. I'm an expert in human performance. And so what I'm really interested in is you and your life and what you're willing to create. And what I do is help you create the space, you know, get out of your own life, take the high level view and actually really get clear on what you really want and what's really exciting to you and what, you know, you really want your life's mission to be about. Uh, And then, if you want to commit to that, if that's what you're up for, I'll help you commit to that and then I'll help you work towards it. So I really have nothing to do with the equation. I'm the conduit that helps you get exactly what you want, if that's what you're up for. Totally. And that's the skill set. Actually, I've had people come to me over the years like, if you're so good at building businesses, like, why don't you make your own? I'm like, sorry, what does it look like I did? <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're good at selling fruits and vegetables. I'm good at helping you earn more money and make it easier while you do that. <laughs> like that's, so but again, like you, you have nothing that. to do with it. Like it, your, your business has nothing to do with their business. No, it's the skill set. Totally. It's the skill set. Although I will say, you know, like there is a certain example. Like if I couldn't be profitable, I think I'd be a terrible business coach. Like I do think there are certain baselines. Um, like I do like nutritionists who are like severely overweight um, and unhealthy and it's not from a medical condition. Like that's just awkward. Mm-hmm. You know, like a business coach who's filing for bankruptcy. It's just awkward. Like yeah, if, if you, yeah. if you can't master this at any level, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it, it is uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and it's not to say that it, it has to be a direct reflection. Like, I feel like I'm always coaching people who are steps below equivalent and steps above from where I am because mm-hmm. that's not, and they don't have to be in my industry because the business principles apply across the board. Um, and like from when I started, when I was just starting, I was coaching businesses that have been around for years already, you know, so they were totally ahead of me, but I still was able to improve them. Mm. So, but I don't think when the day I started, I could have coached like an eight figure business. I don't think so. I, to me, like I, it was something I had to build up to. Um, but I think everyone so in their lane. Sometimes it's the, the best, uh, you know, the, it's a huge advantage to have you not knowing anything about their industry. <laughs> Because you're not coming in there with a bunch of, oh, this is how it should be. Oh, we've always done it this way. Oh, in this industry, you need to understand. You just come in there with a skill set with a bunch of fresh eyes and go, hey, let's try it this way. Totally. And in fact, I work with all different industries and some of the best solutions that we've brought to clients have been taking things cross industry. In fact, we had someone on the show a couple of weeks ago who spoke specifically about that. You know, that the solutions in one industry, his advice to people actually was, um, Carl from, from like three weeks ago, I think, um, his advice to people was, don't go only to your own industry conferences, right? Because you just hear about the same problems. Mm. But different industry conferences, the problems you have, they've already solved. And you might find your answer there. And, and a lot of times there isn't anything new necessarily. It's just a, a recycling and a repurposing. He was talking about drive-through banking. You know, how like, you know, the guy who thought of that was, you know, they were having a problem with how can they minimize teller costs and maximize availability hours. And, you know, that guy was like picking up dinner for his wife and he's like, hmm, I wonder if we could do this for banking. So perfect. And, and so often the solutions, they're right there. They're right there in front of you. 
Um, so if you hadn't had experience with networking, with selling, quote unquote, getting clients, and, and I know so many people are in your shoes where they, they've been employed, or they want to leave their employment, or maybe they've already left, and they're like, okay, now what? <laughs> like, now where do I get that first client? How do I, especially in something like life coaching, like for me, business coaching is a little easier. Like, I know my people are going to earn more money or have less headache or both, usually both. Yeah. So like people say, how do people pay you? I'm like, well, they earn more and more money and then they pay me parts <laughs> of it to help them earn more and more money. Like that's, that's yeah. pretty much how it works. But in life coaching, it's, it's not quite therapy, but almost because therapy people are really suffering. And that's why I always say like, I like coaching because I get lost in people's problems. I don't want to go there. Coaching's like, I look at it as therapy, like you're at a baseline. Therapy digs deep and says, how do we make this better and bring you up from here? coaching, I'm like, I take you from this baseline. I acknowledge where you come from, but I don't go there. I just take you out from where you are. I'm always looking at where you're going, not where you're coming from, related to where you're coming from, but not on it. Um, and it's a hard sell. I feel like it's a hard sell life coaching, isn't it? Well, if you want it to be, it will be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't want it to be, does it become easier? It's connecting with people. It's connecting with people that you find interesting, uh, understanding them, being super curious. And then you just said you don't sell to people, right? But if, I don't sell to people. What's the phrase you use? Um, I just let them know if they want it, what it costs. That's all. That's, that's it, right? And so again, this is, uh, you said it beautifully before. You said this is- Yeah, I'm terrible uh, at saying the same thing twice. Terrible. This is- Like micro short <laughs> this is, memory loss. <laughs> the, the whole process is simple, but not easy. Uh, so you, we're the only ones that get in the way, right? So, you know, when you go to a restaurant and you say, hey, you know, I'd like to order the, um, the clam linguine, the the um the waiter doesn't come and go oh um yeah i just i don't know if i'm confident enough to get that for you is that <laughs> uh, i just uh if i had a few more success stories behind me then i would take your order but i just don't you know and i'm just not feeling that good about myself right now and you know i don't actually eat the clam linguine so i don't know if i could take your order. <laughs> it never happens in other industries but as soon as it gets into coaching all this energy comes into it and all these stories and like imposter syndrome and how could i and why could i and i should you know so i love i love that i love that example <laughs> we're actually working on an undercover program now internally we're calling it cbois cbios conquering mm -hmm. business owner imposter syndrome yeah and it, it's, it's both it's both internal like it's it's personal and professional development it's all the strategies and tactics to become a boss and mm -hmm. um, technically and emotionally where you have to own that success and and understand how you got there and what it takes to, to stay there and i think mm -hmm. so many people don't and even when they get results one time you know i'm sure you've seen this with your clients also they've gotten results sometimes many times they're still like but what if it doesn't work this time i'm like well what if it does <laughs> what if it does work this time what if the probability of it working this time is way higher than the probability of it not working yeah yeah i mean our brains are hardwired to look at you know what, what we're going to lose so that's beautiful i call it what if positive what you just said Ooh, i like yeah. that do the what if positive what if you uh try this business and it what if you meet the woman of your dreams you know in okay. the pursuit of this business would that make it worth it what if you leave your job and then start growing this business and it takes you into a whole different industry that you never thought and it was a 10 times as much profit available than you ever imagined when you first started dreaming of leaving your job. You know, play that game. That's way more exciting. Totally. Like instead of like, what if it doesn't work? What if it's amazing? Yeah. Totally. I have a thing on my website. Can I do a shameless plug? Is that okay? All right. Um, <laughs> on my website, like the, that you can get a free download from the homepage. That's the 10 reasons why you won't leave your job to start a business and the solutions for each. And it just goes through all of the 10 most common reasons. Oh, what if I run out of money? Oh, what if I fail? Oh, what if I have to come back to my job with my tail between my legs? And 
you know, I think there, there is an answer for all of those things, but we never question it. We just stay in the fear around it. Totally. Until, until something pushes us out. Hmm. <laughs> and sometimes that's a coach or a life experience. Yeah. Um, for sure. Moment. That's not like a shameless that. plug. At the end, I would have asked you to tell us where we could get your stuff anyways. That's fine. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's all good. Um, so do you typically work with people who are trying to leave their job? Like, is that that specific point that you like to focus on, like that transition from employee to entrepreneur? Uh, it, it has been. I have a 12-week program that I take people through that where, you know, my mission is really to create a thousand impactful entrepreneurs in the world. I think business is such a beautiful way to change the world because it impacts so many people it impacts the clients you want to serve the product you want to put out there it's the uh the people that you hire and the culture that you have in your company it's how you contribute to society you know the way you give back it's just such a beautiful thing so i think the way to change the world quickly is bring more people into entrepreneurship and get it attached to a bigger mission a bigger goal that uh, is looking to change the world in some way. So that's my big mission is change the world through entrepreneurship, bring as many people into entrepreneurship as possible, and then get them focused on making a difference. And so when I look at that, it's like, okay, there are a lot of professionals that are earning six figures plus, uh, like I was, it's too big a leap. It's the golden handcuffs, they call it. Yeah. So I always say, turn your right focus plus. if you want to stay, figure out how to turn it into a golden goblet. And if you can, <laughs> move on. That's awesome. You're just dropping the can. wisdom today. You got all these quotes. I love it. <laughs> it's just my lines from my clients. I had a client. He's got, oh man, does he have golden handcuffs? But these are these are gold. Like these are platinum. These are like, wow. And he's just like, Esty, I can't. I said, then you're either going to turn it into a golden goblet where you can drink from it and enjoy it, or you're going to get out because it's still not worth it then. Mm -hmm. And not always does it have to be handcuffs. Um, and I, I am, I am again, obviously a believer in entrepreneurship. Um, and sometimes you can win it all, and and sometimes you can't. But yeah, golden handcuffs. Yeah, I mean, I have a ton of sympathy for it because I was there for a long time. Like, you know, my, my last contract in flying was two weeks on, two weeks off. Nice. Money, flying around the world. Like, it was so hard to give up, really. But what I connected into, what worked for me was really being honest of going, what does my heart want? You know, if you find yourself justifying your job, you're out of your heart. So if the heart goes, we should leave our job and travel the world. And the mind goes, but, you know, what about our retirement fund? And, you know, we get health insurance in this job and it's probably dangerous to go to Africa this time of year. So anytime you find yourself like <laughs> listing all of the reasons. No, Why well, you shouldn't do the thing you want yeah, to do. Because you're justifying, you're out of your heart. So try and notice that and come back into the heart. What is the heart screaming? It's like, it's usually, I want to make a difference. It's usually, I want to help people. It's usually, I don't want to waste my life. Like these are the things that are coming from the heart. So listen to that part of you. Totally. And there's so yeah, many different ways to do it. So can you give us like a sneak peek a little bit at your, at your 12 step or 12 week program? Like what, what are the, pro yeah. what, what's the pro like, you know, people pay you for this, but you're going to tell us for free. Um, like what's the process you put people through to get them from that place of, of golden handcuffs to um, golden desk of their own or golden, <laughs> or, or golden laptop or whatever type of business yeah. they're trying to golden, run. Golden airplane ticket around the world. Exactly. Um, it's like Willy Wonka, the golden, ticket. golden um, ticket. I like that. Golden hand goes to golden ticket. That's cool. Yeah, so, so the promise is, is really uh, to help you, you know, leave your six-figure business, uh, six-figure job and start an impactful business that replaces your six-figure income. So that's, that's the promise is, is, is to get you to that point. So in 12 weeks, you know, it's, it's, we can't probably achieve that in 12 weeks, but we can certainly set the groundwork for it. So it's all about confronting those fears 
understanding you know what resigning means confronting the fear of resignation figuring out the financials what you need to survive you know financially in, in your first couple of years of business so I do that right up front. I go, right, let's look at all the fears and all the things that are coming up when you think about this. And let's just address that straight away. So we do a lot of planning. We do a lot of foundational stuff. We look at mindset. What's the entrepreneurial mindset that you have to start to cultivate? Um, and it's only once we're there, that's when we move into creating the business. And we start with finding that mission. What's the mission that lights you up? What's the mission that brings you to tears? What do you want to commit your life to? And I usually find that if I do that work really well, and I've done it thousands of times, the business model kind of naturally falls out of it. It sort of narrows down where we're going to be looking for a business. Then we focus on the business, some of the things I talked about with myself, learning how to sell, learning how to market, you know, organically to start with usually, uh, and then get the first few dollars in the door, prove the concept, and then figure out, right, what's the, what's the plan to take us to 12, <laughs> 12 figures? What's the plan to take us to six figures you know, in the next 12 months? I like that a lot. That's great. Your, your program, my program are, are a little similar. Um, oh, we should combine forces. We should combine forces. So my marketing magic program, also it kicks off with that goal. Like I said, the three prong goals. And then the next thing we do is what I call the core branding concept, which is it, it's, it's what you're saying. And it's, it's funny because I come at more from a marketing lens, but it's mm. the same thing. Like people come to the program and they're like, I did not realize that this was personal development. I'm like, it's not but it is because the business is built on you. Yeah, a little bit, I guess. So I never looked at it like that, but it kind of is. <laughs> the other problem, they're like, you didn't realize this was going to be like such like a, a transfer. Like we like it. We just didn't expect it. And I think, you know, someone was saying last week on the show, maybe two weeks ago now, um, that so many marketing programs, you get way less than you thought you were going to get, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like the people come into mine and they are just like surprised. Like people have actually said to me, like, I didn't realize that I was going to actually learn stuff. Or, or, or develop things like what did you think you're just gonna pay me money for fun because I mean that's not fun for anybody really I don't want your money if it's not gonna change you and why would that be fun for you like who wins who but wins and so many people burnt from buying online courses that they never finish you think? um I think some people maybe are but a lot of the people that take my program it's either because they've taken different programs that didn't work and they understand either they've been following me and they know my stuff, they know my material, they know that this is completely different or they've never done it. And then I'm really lucky because they actually come in committed. Like mm. a lot of people taking my course is the first course they've ever taken. So we have to explain to them what is a course? <laughs> like what is an online course? Like what does this thing look like? Like, oh, I see, I thought I was going to get to like really speak to you personally every week. I'm like, I, I really, you're so sweet and I really want to help you and change your life. But you realize there's 50 people in this program. And I have like 30 private clients and I do eat and sleep and see my children every day. Like you do realize it's not <laughs> physically possible yeah. for me to do. Like that's what we call it a group coaching program. Um, the, we have private clients also, but um, it's, it's a problem. I think a lot of people don't finish. I've tried to put things in place in my program that encourage people to get through the whole thing. So not just the email reminders, but different markers, different rewards, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. If they do finish it in time, I sneak in. I don't want to put it on the show because some people who listen are going to know this and then the, the things won't work. But there's, there's different hidden bonuses nice. throughout the program that, because I was a teacher also for a while. I taught high school and I taught entrepreneurship oh, in high school. Oh, that's a huge advantage. So yeah, so I have that advantage of, of being able to really give over the information, but also kind of like see, and I have children who I, I you know, have to get to bed and get to eat and get to, I have four boys. I have, I have a girl and four boys and, and we have to get them washed 
you know, and there's like, there's a whole science to making sure that that happens. Um, and we I don't, get them washed. yes, no, that, that's important. You know, when you have like little boys and they're, they're very smelly and they're like, I don't need a bath. And you're like, no, you, you really do. No, I don't. Cause the I was the, yeah, it, it gets to a point where like, I'm like, listen, I love you, but I don't, I, I'm not going to hug you right now until you're cleaner. <laughs> like, it's just not. Like you're sticky. You're like actually sticky or like you're purple. Like, did you notice you're purple? Yeah, we did this thing today in camp. It's like, yeah, so you're actually purple and your natural skin color is not purple. That's not a color that we, you know, humans come out in. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty well versed in the like rewards and the whole system that you build in. And I think anyone who's out there building any kind of an online program, it's only right if you do this for people. You know, it's only right if you set up a system that, that gives them the best chance of success, of completion. Understanding human psychology is a big deal. So like one of the books I love is When by Dan Pink. He's another like super fan girl of him as well. Um, cool. He's like my new Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> he's not quite the same, but like a little bit. So his book went on the science of perfect timing. So, and again, just having done this work with clients over so many years, I know where people start to drop out. I know where they start to get lost. I know that at these points, I need to do something to get them back in you know, to make sure they get the most out of it. I know that I, where to, to put the most important parts of the information so that if people do miss certain pieces, because that's just the nature of, of how people deal with things. Um, that I know I'll have a certain percentage of people that go through everything and a certain percentage that will come in and out and a certain percentage that will never open it. And will come at the end and be like, Hey, I see, you know, I signed up and I never started. Now what? So we put things in place for those people also. Mm. Right. So just knowing what you're going to get into, <laughs> I think, makes a difference. Um, so and when Dan Ping talks about, you know, the, the midpoint, how midpoints either energize or depress. Right. So like, you know, the midlife crisis, which I feel like now people get it like, you know, 25, but you know, we're living longer. You know, 25 was like, exactly, exactly. Every, every decade or so, every, every time people hit a nine. Right, yeah. 19, 29, 39. <laughs> um, no, but midpoints either energize or depress, right? You get like, oh, turning 40, you know, midlife cry. I got to get that Ferrari and the new wife, you know, <laughs> do something. Or, you know, in the middle of a project, you know, everyone kind of will be like, okay, like kind of sags. We're like, all right, I have. And I know the stuff at my halfway point, and just, the course is built to accommodate humans, if you will. Yes, that's um, and my my rates of graduates are, um, thank God, pretty impressive, <laughs> according so, to the industry statistics. What? Can I ask you some questions about yeah, this? Yeah, totally. This, this is awesome. So uh, I'm really lazy. So like I'm a lazy entrepreneur. Like whatever Gary V says, I sort of do the opposite. I'm like, no hustle, spend <laughs> a lot, don't work before 11, take Mondays off. Uh, Gary so, V's 90 cent rule, by the way. I'm like, so I do a 20 cent rule. Um, because no, his dollar 80 rule, that's what it is. Right. Make nine, give your two cents to 90 people every day on social media. I'm like, so I like a 20 cent rule. Give your two cents to 10 people. I find that that does enough to scale your business properly as well. Yeah. <laughs> make sure they're intelligent comments. Cause I don't got dollar 80 every day <laughs> to do this. So well, with you. It forces me to like, think about how to, how do I use that energy, right? Like I want to change the world. I want to have a massive impact and I like sleeping in. So how do I kind of do that? And, and the way you're talking just from my experience with developing my courses, it's you've put a ton of work into this. You've put a ton of effort into this. So 
Uh, I think I it's put a lot good. more thought than effort. Yeah. So I guess this is my question is like, how, how have you, because it sounds like you have an amazing process. So how much work has it actually taken to get the course to this point? Embarrassingly, not that much. <laughs> good. You're a lazy <laughs> entrepreneur too. Good. <laughs> I'm not lazy. I just, my, word, my motto is more money, less headache. My motto is how do you get more for less? How do you, how do you do more with less effort? What are the pieces that will make the maximum impact? So for example, something we could theoretically do is call every participant in middle of the course. I don't do that. That would be right. extremely labor intensive. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, instead, see, I don't mind telling you, but I don't want all listeners to know because it's going to mess it up. Um, well, it's just you and I talking. It's just you and I talking and like thousands of people listening. Yeah. Um, but like, okay. So for example, one of the things we do is there are certain bonuses that let's say we'll just, we'll show up in the middle. They're group bonuses or there are certain types of rewards um, that show up in the middle if you do certain things that they're not a lot of effort on my part or on the part of the people in the program, right? Because they're busy as well, and, but it's still a motivator, right? When I say to my kid, you know, at night, I don't want, um, I don't believe that a lot of screen time is good for children. Um, so my kids have very minimal screen time. So I'll read them books every night, right? So whereas many kids are just kind of like, you know, watching something until their eyes blear out and you take them off to bed because they're half brain dead already. Um, <laughs> I'll do books and I'll say to my kid, listen, if you're ready on time, we get to read this special book from this special box. Ooh. And the kids know, can we read two? Um, mm, what if we're ready extra early? Maybe. Maybe if you take a shower. We can <laughs> no, part of being ready for bed is being washed. You do not <laughs> get to sit on mommy's bed and read books if you are not clean. The kids know that. The kids Simple know. Rope. Like, don't touch my bed with your dirty So I have like, I'm very easygoing on a lot of things, but like yeah. dirty, smelly boy socks on my bed and not one of them. <laughs> it's just not. Are good for dad as well? Um, kind of. <laughs> very strict rules <laughs> like i have just there's certain things dirty smelly socks is one of them it's just they're gross and you can't get the smell out like it just it sticks to the bed it's just ugh. okay um yeah that's so it's, it's those nice. kinds of things that it doesn't take a lot of work like how long does it take me to read them a book right and yeah. your alternative is standing on top of them it's time to get washed it's time to get pajamas you didn't get pajamas yet what do i gotta do to get you to listen to me i'm gonna stand here i'm gonna count to 10 like i could do that or i could sit in my room read a book or watch something myself while they go get dressed because they're excited to get the book in my room that's mm. the kind of stuff i do yeah. so there's thought into it there's yeah there's a lot of psychology in it there isn't a lot of work in it not for me and not for the people but again when they came into my program, and this is for my clients as well, right? Because my program was built after I did the work with hundreds of private clients for years, and we just maxed out, and it became not cost-effective for everyone. And so I built a group program so that it was just more accessible to people um, mm. and that I could still help more people because my mission is I, it's a big number of people that I, I really want to help a million people do what they love, earn buckets of money, and have a life at the same time. And that's a lot of people and I'm not going to do it helping them one at a time. So I've been training other strategists on my team and we're launching group programs and still getting the same results for people on the other side of it. And that's my goal. So if my goal is to get you the results and your goal coming in is to get the results, we're on the same team, right? We're, we're working together. And, and I, and I, every program I run, I learn more of what I need and and we keep putting more things in place. So like this last cohort we ran, we learned that we need to get people prepped better 
for what they need to put into this so that they're more prepared. So we're building new onboarding materials, explaining mm -hmm. to people. We learned um, in our first cohort, you know, for people to review the group coaching calls um, that not everyone could get through the whole thing and they certain sometimes just needed to see their question answered even if they couldn't show up or just wanted to review their question. So we started putting timestamps on the questions. Now, there's the hard way and the easy way. So I'm not lazy, I just like to work smart. So the hard way would be to say, okay, I'm gonna get my VA to go through the whole call and she'll timestamp all your questions. Or I figured out, if I paste the question into the Zoom chat while I'm recording the call, everyone sees the question, it timestamps it, and all we gotta do on the other end is paste that chat log along with the call. That's the kind of stuff. That it doesn't take more than three seconds, but it made everything more effective for people. So awesome. Yeah, I like these kind of hacks. I'm also like, I'm, I'm a techie, right? So I was a CIO for right. six and a half years. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm very you into technology. In. I bring a lot of that in. Yeah, a lot of tools. And I bring it to my people as well. And I'm constantly adding things to the program um, based on requests. Like, oh, you guys need this? Great, we'll throw that in. And people know that if they're involved in the, and they learn this very early on in the program, they'll get their answer. They'll get it then. Um, if they skip out, they won't get their answer. They won't get the bonus materials, not that are promised and not that I'll make if they ask me. Like if people on the coaching call, they're like, oh, Esty, we really need this. I'm like, yeah. And then I'll be like, consensus, guys, enough of you want this. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, cool. Next day it's in. And it goes. Yeah. yeah. And then they know that. And, and these are the kinds of things that I believe that anyone who's doing any kind of group program, because anyway, I would do it for a private client. If a client says to me, Esty, I, I, you know, I'm stuck here. I'll be like, okay, let me build you the spreadsheet. Click, 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 click. Here you go. Like, oh. You know, and it's, and it's done and it's there. And I think if people know that and they know that, you know, you're really there for them and you're building this thing, not from a place of, oh my gosh, I blasted someone on the group call yesterday. I blasted her. Like, I'm a little blunt <laughs> by nature. And she said something that really bothered me. She's like, I've always, because um, we run the, my programs, um, it's marketing strategy, but A to Z, it includes sales. Right? Because in small business, I believe sales is a function of marketing. It's not siloed. It's not separate. You are doing all of this. Um, you're creating a communicating value of your product or service to your target audience to convince them to buy. And if you lose any of those four C's, create, communicate, customer, or convince, you ain't got a business and you ain't got marketing. And so she's struggling with sales. And lovely, if you're listening to this, this is from a place of love. I like you. <laughs> Because I know, I know some of my participants listen to the podcast. Um, and she's like, yeah, I've always struggled selling. And so I'm giving her all these ideas. She's like, but I don't want to do that. But I don't want to do that. But what if someone rips me off there? But I didn't want to hand them that. No, but I just, I just want to sell it. And I'm just like, selling is not about the thing. It's about the person you're selling it to. And if you are not here for them, to give them everything they need and the maximum benefit they can get, each person that comes to you on a first-come, first-served basis, that is why you struggled with sales for years. I'm sorry. Hashtag rant over. <laughs> Beautiful. Because <laughs> that's what it's about at the end of the day. So if I'm here for you and you're here to learn, then we all win. Yeah. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be labor intensive. Not for anybody. The, if it takes you an hour to explain something that can be explained in five minutes, then you don't understand it very well. So where did you learn a lot of this stuff? Oh. <sighs> That's a good just, question. Are you, are you like a I love that you flipped the script on me. Um, I am yeah, a spot, the, spot the guy with the podcast. Yeah, right? Um, I am a voracious reader. Um, I learn a lot from other people, sometimes from my podcast guests, right? So a lot yeah, of times right. I learn just from interviewing people. A lot of times um, my guests and I will take that relationship further. 
and learn from each other. <laughs> I learn from my clients because I work with people in all different industries. I learn a tremendous amount from them and I gather all the tools. Mm. Um, I'm so always learning. Learner. Yeah, I'm always learning. I always want to know like what's new, what's better, how can I do this faster because I just want to do so much. Mm. And if I'm going to do so much, I'm also, I'm, I'm hyper-organized. I'm, I'm weird. And this very weird blended of like big picture and detail. And so I can take that big picture vision goal and say, okay, what are the moving parts I need to break this down? Now, how can I do this smarter, faster, better so that I can do more things? Like I had, um, now I don't, I don't do as much cooking. My husband and I have like a cool arrangement going where he's actually a much better <laughs> cook than me. Um, he's the gourmet chef. He has been all the years. I'm a good cook. Um, I do believe that like the less pots or bowls or things you get dirty, just the better it is. <laughs> and he's almost the opposite. Like he'll spend like two hours. Left. What he you run makes, it like you I run make, your course. Yeah, kind of. You run like, the kitchen the same his way. His stuff, yeah. His stuff doesn't taste the same as my stuff, by the way. Like it doesn't. My stuff is good. His stuff is like next level, um, which is why it's so fun, the new arrangement. In the days, yeah. In the days that I was like the main cook, I sat down. So it took me, I think, three hours plus to devise this but I sat down and I created a monthly menu and also like a special weekend menu where like you know if I'm making multiple dishes for like fancier things um I I time motion efficiency it I maximized it according to oven and stovetop space according to the weekly menu dovetailing <laughs> with the weekend menu so if I'm making rice on a Tuesday that could still go for a Friday and uh, and it took a few hours to do but then I don't have to think about what I'm going to cook. And every time I do, it's simpler because like sometimes you're saying, you're like, oh, okay, I have this lover. And then like, you've done that before. If I thought about it once, why do I have to think about it again? Like they say, Einstein wrote down his phone number. Didn't want to take up space in his brain. You know? <laughs> like if I thought about this once, Amazing. I don't have to think about it again. Let me make it as easy as possible. Um, I record for my clients. Um, you know, I got to the point where I was explaining things, the same thing again and again and again. And I'm just, I'm out of time. Mm. <laughs> just, I'm out of time. And so what I realized was, why would I explain? And I realized, you know, again, you get to a point in your business where like, you just have your way of saying things like you have your what if positive, right? That's a teaching. Mm. I don't have to teach that whole thing. Maybe it takes five minutes, 10, maybe 15 to each client individually. I have those teachings pre-recorded and then there's very often a worksheet. And the client has the whole information. And this is, again, what's the stuff that's been put into the course now. And then we meet. And then we hash it out. And then we figure out exactly how does this apply to you. Did it take me very long to record that video? No. Did it save me bombs of time and energy? Yeah. So it's that kind of stuff. You got that's me talking. Awesome. Look at this. You got me being interviewed over here. What's but going I love on it, on this I show? Love, I like the... I love the because I think it's so interesting because it's, you, you have such a huge amount of talent and I just think it's, it's cool to, you know, hear, yeah, just a little bit like behind the scenes of, of what it actually takes, you know, so it's cool to hear your process and just hear you kind of think out loud, but like the, the, the learning thing is big. So that's one of the first things we talk about in our courses, you know, you've got to have that beginner's mindset, especially if you're coming from that golden handcuff scenario where you. Where everything's fed to you. Oh man, look, here's the hardest thing. When I, when you stop flying, you don't, ease your way out of it you don't go part-time and just do one international flight a month for a couple of months you, <laughs> like you're a pilot one day and then you're not the next and so like for me it was really unexpected because I was a pilot since I was 17 to have that status ripped away from me wait how are you how are you flying planes at 17 how is that even legal oh, I did my first flying lesson at 12 you know with my instructor we went like a real airplane 
really are playing solo at 16 private license at 17 left school wow. became a commercial pilot at 18 yeah it was an obsession i'm telling you that, that is an obsession <laughs> that is intense and so that's your entire identity i think that's a big problem when people want to leave their jobs and start a business and you and i could talk for hours we're gonna to have to wrap this up soon sure. um, we're like out of time but i think that's a big part i'm sure of what you do is that shift in identity right because well it's, it's, that, be it's that beginner's mindset it's like be yeah. willing to like stripple that off and be a nobody be willing to like be you know, the, I think your success in business is, is is how much can you embrace the fact that you know nothing? Like, just don't try to be the leader. Don't try to be the know-it-all. Don't try to be what you were in your career. Come in this and just go, hey, I know nothing. Teach me everything you know. I, I'm not an expert at this. You know, how do you do sales? How do you do this? Hey, when a client drops out, what do you do, Esty? How do you, you know, what's the email that you send? So the more, like, the quicker you can let go of the ego, the status and everything and just become a obsessive beginner that's where the success will come from totally i love that that's a great note for us to to wrap on um and, and yeah, that really that went for you. i just saw the time <laughs> <laughs> i told you we could talk for hours so yeah. nathan where can people find you find out more about your 12-week program find out more about the work you do and you know maybe get out of their six-figure job and start building their six-figure business oh that's such a good tagline that is your tagline right it should be yeah i say get out of your soul-sucking career so i go a little bit harsher than you did <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> mm. <laughs> i was giving you like a catchier headline oh yeah that, okay. that could be your press yeah. piece right yeah you know three steps to turn your six-figure job into a six-figure business Ooh, there's your press headline this. yeah i like that cool you're Thank welcome you. that's what i do for fun um uh, and so, uh, so i do have uh, a little training video that goes through some of the stuff exactly what you're talking about what are the three steps and so on my podcast i've interviewed over 80 high performers people that have done this exact thing so i got a ton of information from them so i wrapped it up into a little video so i'll create a link for you guys nathanseward.com slash sd yeah and you guys can dive into that and, and get excited uh awesome. otherwise yeah find me on facebook i record my facebook so i record my podcast as a facebook live every monday afternoon uh, so if you want to come and hang out comment chip in that'll be that's great that's cool yeah right. i'd love you to have you on by the way all right i'll come that sounds like fun great and then maybe i'll interview you a little bit <laughs> <laughs> that's fine yeah <laughs> Come on my podcast and ask you about no, your podcast right. and interview you. Yeah. Um, so guys, we'll put all those links at sdran.com slash 74. And you can check out Nathan at nathanseward.com slash SD to get your free download and go because why not? Um, so Nathan, at the end, I like to actually surprise my guests and ask them for a quote because I'm quote obsessed. And I love these mm -hmm. like little pieces of wisdom to send people on their way. You have a quote for us. Doesn't have to be your favorite one of all time, but it can be. Oh, I, I, uh, I do. I think like the basis of everything is Henry Ford's quote, whether you think you can or you think you can't, either way, you are right. You're right. I love that. And if you take a moment to just stew on that, oof, it's all in there. It's all in there. That's everything. I, yep. I think that, and it's such a great reflection of you and your story and, and everything that you've just shared with us. That's, oh, a, that's a perfect wrap up. Guys, all of you listening, I know you're subscribed. Like, I know you're subscribed just in case like there's like this weird like occurrence that you're listening to the show and you're not yet subscribed. Hit subscribe, obviously. Like, you know, this stuff's awesome. Hit subscribe. And you know someone who needs to listen to this. I know that you know someone who is sitting in a six-figure soul-sucking job who wants to start a business. Share this episode with them. Share it through iTunes, through Spotify, wherever you're listening to it, or just send them to sdran.com slash 74 and they can listen to it on web stream. But share the love, share the knowledge, share the wealth, 
You know that's why we're here. That's why you're here. Let's do it. Nathan, thank you so much for joining me. Yes, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And thank you to everyone that's taken the time to listen. We appreciate you so much. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?